This is a healthy obsession. We're back, but it's special. It's the Euro Championships. It's kicked off officially, and we are here to talk about it with myself, Adam Furwell, Thomas Odell's in the building. We've still got our special guest. He's still here. Got to say your name. <laughs> the European correspondent is back in the house. Yeah, expert as well. Say expert. Expert. Yeah, say. Yeah. How was your first week of fame? People recognising your voice now, wherever you go. Oh, every time there's a, a result comes in, someone says, he must have listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a good place to start. So the Euros is off and running. How's everyone feeling about the tournament so far at large before we get into the specifics of the games? Yeah, I think it's building up nicely. It's building up nicely. All right. A couple of predictions I made last week came in as well, so I'm feeling confident going forward. The biggest one was uh, Czech Republic. And also, also Pandev. I said he got on the score sheet. Yeah, P- Pandev got on the score sheet and he looks about 60. I was surprised to find out he's only 38. <laughs> he looks he looks ancient. It's had a rough life, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uphill paper round in North Macedonia. Which is rich coming from me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you reckon so far, Tommy? Are you uh, enjoying it? Do you know what? I think every game has had a goal so far, hasn't it? Except for Spain today. Except for fucking Spain. And it was probably one of the better games. It was actually great to watch. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Didn't, didn't watch it. Did you not? That's one of the only games I've not watched. Save of the tournament from a Swedish keeper who was very good. He made yeah. some save in the first half. Oh, decent. But yeah, a lot of goals. Um, good games, really, isn't it? There's been a lot of... Uh, the first half has been tight in most games. A lot of goals have came in the second half. All right. So let's go back to the very beginning of the tournament. Are you boys fans of opening ceremonies? Yeah, I actually thought this one... This I really got uh, into this one. I liked the little car that came on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, I liked that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. It was good. Do you think that's good advertising? Would you buy a Volkswagen based on that? Well, I'm, I'm only a little short fella, so yeah, I probably would. <laughs> You'll fit in that one. <laughs> that's <what we> car. <laughs> so, and uh, someone's put it in the notes, uh, Nesson Dorma. That you, Me? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. You enjoy it? A little bit of uh, Andre Bocelli. So, so the, every event should be started with that song. You're saying? I think Ness and Dorma. So, like you know, in American, before all American, like and I don't even want to say major sporting events because they do it for high school, they do it for college, but they always play the national anthem, which I do like as well. Uh, but I think if you did that in football, as a rule, that you have to play Ness and Dorma as like the like, pre-game song. I think it'd be class because it would spice up everything. Can you imagine like a shit game? You know, I don't know, Walsall against, I don't know, Tranmere on a Tuesday night. That's a bit offensive to the people of Walsall and Tranmere. Pissing it down with rain. There's only only 150 people in the stands and you've got to listen to a six-minute rendition of Ness and Dorma. I think it'd be fantastic. I'll tell you what I think would have been a nice touch if they actually had the car for every game. (laughs) Every game they dropped the ball off at the car. I thought that would be a nice touch, but obviously I only the first game to do it. Would you be a fan of a drone dropping the ball onto the pitch instead of a little car, like a drone just flew in, or, or not a drone, but like a remote control aeroplane just went? Yeah. Yeah. Like anything, anything that just drops it off. Street. I, I like that because it would be it could it could be like a tip off in basketball when yes. they actually drop it above two players. You end up with an immediate head injury, like a 50-50 Yeah, and they have to it's both like drop off, for kick it. off. Oh, that'd be sensational. From a tactical standpoint, would you put everyone underneath the ball if you could? Yeah, definitely. Have you got a sound on your phone? No, it's not. It's actually off. I'm on mute. Fucking unprofessional. That's a Dino ding, that. Look. It's a Dino ding. It's a Dino ding. Ding, dang, do. <laughs> but I think that'd be class. It'd be amazing. Uh, so, like, a plane flies over and drops the ball like a bomb. Yeah. Ooh. Can you say that? You can say it. We're not on an airplane. Like, like a bomb on the pitch. Yeah, something like that. Anything that just really, I, I don't know, I'm probably buying into that car, dropping the ball off a bit too much, but it's fantastic. You've got to be worried about the car, because if the guy in charge of the car's had a few pints and he starts dodging people... Everyone's trying to tackle the car. Yeah, I'm taking a piss. You know there's not a real person in the car. <laughs> drink, gets done for drink driving. What if it was a little monkey <laughs> driving the car? That would have been amazing. Yeah, they've missed a trick here. They, yeah, I know. That, that's we, what it should have been. We should be on the opening ceremony committee. A little a monkey in a tuxedo. <laughs> comes out and hands the ball over. Yeah, a little monkey gets out of the car and gives the ball to the ref. We've really, sh- really gone off point here, haven't we? <laughs> so, was there any musical intro to the uh, ceremony? I can't remember. Oh, Ness and Dorma, Ness and Dorma, yeah, Dorma yeah, you mean can't remember? No, it was I meant, spectacular. I meant a live performance. Yeah, it was live. Was it? Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, it was you not watch it? Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Spectacular. The the end. I missed it. I only saw the monkey driving the car. <laughs> oh, no, there wasn't a monkey. <laughs> yeah, I, I only saw that part. For, fireworks. Actually, it was a very good open ceremony. What channel are you guys watching the games on? Are you watching on ESPN? I am a couple of ESPN, a couple on ITV, BBC, anything the dodgy box. What have you made as a punditry so far? I'm, by the way, I'm a cheap git. So, uh, Prende TV has an app where it's free. <laughs> it's free and it's all in Spanish. 
Okay. So, You're enjoying it? Yeah. So to answer your question, how's the commentary been? I've not got a fucking clue. It's quite enjoyable watching you get down, that. You get, down, you get down on your phone? Yeah. Prende TV. Hmm. I'm not sponsored by them. All right. So the, the first game of the tournament was Italy 3, Turkey 0. Dean, talk us through this as our European expert. You fancied Italy as a dark horse. But how do you think they looked at it? Impressive uh, game one? Well, I think a lot of people uh, jumped on Italy in the last week going by the bookies because they were like 12 to 1 only a couple of weeks ago. And by the time the, by the, time the tournament started, they were into 7 to 1. Mm. But um, yeah, they played some beautiful football. And I know people are saying Turkey weren't great, but I think it was more down to Italy being very good on the day to pass them off the pitch. And I was surprised because I didn't, I didn't know as many of the Italy players as I would have in past tournaments. But they really impressed me, I must say. Tom? I didn't. Well, I was actually I was, I was working a camp last week in Payson. How did that go? So it went really well. We, yeah. did, we went with the same number of kids that returned. So that's always <laughs> a good, good. Uh, that's a successful camp. Um, but now we we put the football on the big screen for the kids. So I plugged my laptop in and, and I had it up and running. But I had to run around and do some other stuff. Um, so my summary of the game was when I came back, there was just uh, melted ice cream all over my laptop from where the kids had been that's crowding nice. around. So that's brilliant. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's great to see uh, Chiellini make a tackle in the 89th minute and have a, him and Donna Drummer had a big, big cheer to completely like score a goal. How old is he? 39. 39. Yeah. I, I found I it interesting that they celebrated it. I thought it was a bit premature because it went out for a corner <laughs> and they didn't organise from the corner. I thought, it's going to be a piss take if Turkey score now. <laughs> I guess it didn't really matter that much, but he was celebrating the clean sheet, right? Yeah, it was like, great the feeling. to see the passion that he had. Even actually, back to that, the way the Italians sing the national anthem. It's well, unbelievable. Class, isn't it? Uh, oh, just everything about him. Roberto Mancini's suit. Oh, the suit, how, was, how oh, that that? suit was outrageous. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, it's like that little extra touch that makes me feel like you're going to go on and win a tournament when you look that cool. Yeah. Could you, you see him winning it, Dino? Um, they're definitely, they're definitely going to go far and cause the likes of France and Portugal. They caused the major problems. They mm. passed they pass Turkey off the pitch. Yeah. So the next two teams in that group played uh, Wales and Switzerland, and uh, th- this one. What, what did you make of it, Tom? You start us off. Wales and Switzerland. Did you see this one? Did you get any notes on I, it? I did see this one. What did you make um, of it? I think a, a draw is probably a fair result in the end. I was a little bit disappointed with Wales. Um, two set piece goals, wasn't it? I think Swiss scored off a, off a corner, which would be disappointing for Wales. You, you, you don't want to concede from set pieces, but I tell you, the goal it did score. The free kick was class because the movement. It was the lad that scored the goal. Striker. He was bandaged up yeah. for, for Wales, yeah. He, and he actually he defended corners and the set pieces really that's well. Why the other that's end. why he's on the pitch. He's down for his aerial ability. But his movement was fantastic um, for that. But uh, that's a game that you think Wales need to think they've got to win because they've got. Turkey next is a Turkey one. next, and then they finish with the Italians. You've you, you got, I think, Switzerland's a game they'd have thought pick up three points here and put ourselves in good shape Kiefer Moore is the Kiefer Moore that's yeah. the one that scored a goal great goal I think that Switzerland we sometimes write them off because we don't know much about them but they're, they're in the top 10 in the world so they're there for a reason they're Shakiri and uh, Granite Xhaka in centre midfield I mean that's a decent little midfield pairing yeah, yeah that definitely and uh, I, do, do you see the Turkish game is hard because the Italians play so well but is that a bit of a make or break game now for Wales they, they, for, for Turkey as well for Turkey as well either yeah. one of them are going to get to it I think Switzerland will come in second but who knows difficult game yeah definitely um, next up round two is always interesting because teams start off slow and could be out of the tournament before you but, know it but it's the immediate pressure of the second game because if you didn't win the first game it now becomes a must win game but also there's the pressure of a team that if you won your first game fucking hell lads if we win this we pretty much we're through we're guaranteed at least the first place spot the, the statistic is like 90 if you win your first game you're at like a 90% chance of going through yeah but this uh, what is crazy. making this uh, best tour play stuff it kind of kills the group stage doesn't it I hate it yeah, it's, I, like I think it. it's ridiculous well, what about this do you think they'd be better off um, getting rid of qualifying altogether and just make it a 32 country tournament and a 32 team instead of this makes the group stages better and let's be honest nobody watches qualifiers anymore yeah. Go on. I, I was going to say I prefer it when it's a square root I think the, the number 16 or 32 I think is much better just yeah. makes the tournament overall top two go through it's much easier I, I'm not a fan of the third place I think it's really good like, people aren't people are still going to tune in they're not going to say oh, I'm not watching well, that because there's well, 32 teams yeah. and also think about this it's a team that finishes third in their group could go on to win the bloody tournament well, Portugal, Portugal, Portugal did it last time Portugal did it yeah. tr- three points they got three draws went on and went on and won it I mean, it's, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that no. I think you should have the pressure of having to win 
to, to advance. Absolutely, and, and I think Northern Ireland went through on three points last Ar- time. Ireland went through on three points. We yeah. beat Italy in the last couple of minutes and went on like we won the Euros. Well, <laughs> that's the way we like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right, so uh, one of the big talking points uh, is not such a nice point from the tournament so far. Denmark played Finland and Christian Eriksen went down, um, uh, which was absolutely terrifying for everybody involved. I think anybody that plays professional sports, amateur sports, whatever, because that was a horrible thing to see. And uh, yeah, well, what did everyone make it at as well as the rescheduling of the rest of the match? What do you boys think? Go on, Dino, what do you think? Well, the fact that it's scary, isn't it? Because he's at the top of his prof- profession. You're thinking he'd be top fitness as well. And just a drop like that, like... Did you did you watch it live? I didn't. I, I was watching it live, and I see. I didn't know it was Christian Eriksen on the ground, but up to that point, he was he was playing decent as well. Uh, the captain of Denmark deserves a special mention because he was straight over, opened up his airwaves, and he knew straight away something was up. So I'll tell you this: watching it live, it was one of the. Uh, I don't want to say it was uncomfortable, but it was it was one of those kind of numbing things to watch. You were like, "Fucking hell!" I watched like cause you could see him doing chest compressions on him, and I was yeah. watching it with another lad, and I, I sort of said. Wait a minute, they're doing chest compressions here? Because that's scary to see, that you're actually watching that live on TV. Because I think that's sort of when it hit home to me, like, this is really serious, this isn't good. And then when the players crowded around him, and it, what do you think about the TV showing it all? I mean, do you think they should have cut back to the studio? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because there's been a lot of uh, outrage, I guess, to, so to speak, say, that people have had to watch it or been able to see it, right? Because the, the privacy of your in you know, a life-threatening moment and it's being shown to millions of people around the world. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think from injuries past, I've never seen the camera stay on before. Even when someone breaks their leg or their ankle, the camera never usually pans to what's happening. If, if Dino gets a bit giddy and decides he wants to streak across the pitch, they'll cut away from that in half right. a second. So that's but, not okay, but a man having yeah. a heart attack or whatever's wrong with him dying on fine. the pitch isn't But even uh, zooming in on his girlfriend crying and stuff like that was all a bit much. It was like a soap opera at that stage. Some poor judgment, for sure. I think so, yeah. Poor in production. So I think you've put in the notes here, Tom, or if you put us down for a hot topic, no I've got a hot topic later yeah so just as far as the like amateur football side of this because that's the first thing I went to as like our company organises events like this right and football what if this happens to somebody on the pitch at our level because fortunately for Christian Eriksen there's like top level medics at the field that can run right over and they saved his life they've got the equipment they've got everything they need yeah so so do you think what do you think from an amateur perspective is a way to sort of look at this and address it I think there's a uh, there's a lot of petitions going around right now that the, the defibrillators should be at every pitch or every team or every club should own one mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with it I think there should be potentially if you look at like let's talk at the, the from an American perspective we use sports complexes right they should be accessible from a sports complex. There should be one on, maybe it's attached to a lamppost or a central unit in the middle of the complex where if you need one, there's access to it. Um, I, I don't see why that wouldn't be doable. You know, and I think stuff like that, training-wise, maybe every team that fields a team has to have someone on the pitch that is CPR certified or the, or referees have to be CPR certified or whatever it is. But there are solutions to these problems. It's just you... You go through life thinking that's never going to happen on our pitch. That's never going to happen to any of our mates until it does happen, right? And, and then everyone kind of wakes up and says, well, we need to put this in place. Hopefully this isn't a thing that in a month's time everyone's forgotten about it and moved on and nothing actually changes. Because that, that makes it a pointless situation, right? Dean, what did you think of the game being uh, started back up in the evening? Do you think it was unfair to the Danish team? Yeah, but uh, also, I think if they went on and won the game, you wouldn't see so many complaints. They had the option to come back the next day, and they didn't take that. I just don't Is that right? Yeah, yeah I don't understand. They were coming out now complaining. Apparently, they were allowed to come back the next day and finish off the game. There's a little bit of conflict, though, because they were basically offered to play the game again that night or play again at 12 o'clock on, on say, Saturday, was it? The next Sunday? Day, Sunday? The next, yeah. next day, yeah. So, so they were offered that option, but is that really an option? Because... Your hands are sort of tied there, but what what is the next morning going to do any different for you? You know, you've now got to sit around and. Well, they would have they would have known his condition by the next morning, whereas that they didn't know at that stage going but, back onto the pitch. The, the reporting that Ericsson called him on Facetime, didn't he? He had a chat with the team from the from the hospital, right? So the players had seen that maybe he's all right. But for me, I think you've gone through a, a state of shock being on the pitch and seeing your teammate having CPR. I think the penalty was feeble. Yeah, it was, it was really a, it was bad, a bad penalty, really yeah. bad. Like. And, and, and even the goal. Yeah. Schmeichel saves that every day of the week 
I will say this from a football perspective why the fuck is Hoiberg taking a penalty uh, he doesn't get any near him for Spurs <laughs> well, right? well, er- er- Ericsson would have taken him wouldn't he <laughs> oh shit you'd imagine yeah. so. he has a wand and a foot on him so but yeah, it's, it's it's contentious, isn't it? I mean, it's I guess, like you said, you can't really win if you're at UEFA and you say, "What well, we're rescheduling." I mean, well, you guys organise small tournaments compared to the likes of this Euros, and you know how much organisation goes into it. Oh yeah. So imagine how much goes into something like that. It's a lot of logistics. Yeah. It's a lot of moving pieces. I think the problem is, I think um, Finland play again on Wednesday this week. So you push it any further back than Sunday, Monday. Yeah. It starts really backing everything up. So it's, it's not just the Danish players, the Finland players as well were in a state of shock. Mm-hmm. It's not just Danish, so people mm-hmm. are forgetting about them. They had to witness it as well. That's true. So the match, anyway, it finished one 0 Finland got the result, and as we mentioned, Denmark with a terrible penalty. But Finland got a result for them, first time in the tournament, and yeah, yeah. and I, uh, I nice, got nice start for them. I got them in uh, one of the to- as the tournament picks to win it. <laughs> could, could Finland be the new Iceland? Ah, oh, never know. <laughs> yeah, that, the new Greece, the new Greece, the new Greece. There you go. All right, so next up, uh, Belgium played a feeble Russia. Did anyone, uh, anyone catch this one? Yeah, I did watch it. Unfortunately, finished three 0 to Belgium. How do you feel? Do Belgium, this is a, a good barometer of where they're at. Or Russia just terrible. No, I actually thought Belgium were very good. They couldn't get near them. And still without the Bruyne, arguably their best player. Oh, I hazard was hazard on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. One of the hazards. Scary that because <laughs> they, they, they could appear quarterfinals, semi-finals. Those boys come back into the fold at that point, fresh. Bodes well for, for the Belgians. Do you feel like this is a sort of dawning of the golden era? I know that gets thrown around a lot, but Belgium have been touted to win the last three or four tournaments, and they haven't really got to the point where they probably should with the players they've got. They've got such a good squad. Is this like the sort of pinnacle for this squad? Yeah, I think it is. That's what I was going to say. That this definitely the pinnacle. Lukaku was at top of his game. If you just get, if they can just get a Hazard motoring on now, they could be on a great show. But they don't know what you're going to get with him because he's been out injured a lot this season. Yeah, that, definitely. Fun. Yeah, thousand percent. Do, do or die. Don't win this one. I think they they face a bit of a rebuild after this. A few players will age out and it'll be a little bit of a side step or a backward step for them as a country. When you see it happening, even for sort of Spain after the 08, 10 and twelve, like they're still rebuilding now, aren't they? Yeah. And we'll talk about them after the break. But uh, Germany, same thing as well, right after the World Cup win. Hundred percent. So I'm gonna throw a remix in here. Go on then. We're doing the hot topic early. Oh, my, my hot topic is related to this game. Go on then, shove it in. So, go ahead, the button then. Sorry. Yeah. Hot topic. Thank you. One more time, just make. Go on. Hot topic. Yeah, I know you're surprised. It's early in the show. Oh, yeah, I've is, got, is this a, a treat? Are you trying to treat the listeners? I'm just premature. <laughs> Always premature. <laughs> I was actually a late baby. Were you? Oh, no, I might have been premature, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with such confidence. No idea. Anyway, this week's hot topic. Um, as she came out of this Belgium-Russia game, there was a, a report that a fan zone in the Ukraine offered 100 glasses of free beer to any Belgian fans for every goal that was scored against Russia. I love that as a pit of petty, like... <laughs> hatred towards another country like your rival like every Belgian gold score we're giving away 100 pints I thought that was class so my hot topic question to you two is are you on board with that so like Scotland fans bloody we're putting Czech Republic flags um, uh, Croatia Croatia flags all over the place when England were playing against uh, Croatia because they just wanted us to lose are you on board with that kind of stuff what, what do you think about supporting another country Absolutely. Even when you're in the it's tournament, it's fantastic. You love it. You're oh, for it. It's great. Do you think it backfires on you a bit? Yeah, that's what it's all about, though. <laughs> like, like the Scots before. <laughs> now they've got to beat Croatia in the final game, probably to go through. Yeah, it can backfire a little bit, but I think that's definitely part of the tournament. I love seeing it, and especially when it's against England, because everyone hates England, right? Unless you're an England fan. But I think everybody wants to see England, especially like Scotland, for example, our biggest rivals. Kind of the same with Ukraine and Russia, like. Well, and they're actually at war with each other somewhat. Right? I think there's actually no. I think there's proper <laughs> hatred. I think the yeah, Scottish yeah. and English. I know there's a lot there, but a bit more friendly. It's more friendly. It's, it's more jest. But with yeah. the Ukrainians yeah. and the Russians, should they shoot each other's airplanes every yeah. and everything? They, they are <laughs> cur- currently <laughs> at war over the uh, Crimea. So, 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 so no, in Ukraine, Russia, no dropping balls from airplanes no, for kickoff. No, no, no. yeah. my, my big question around this is: a fan zone in Ukraine offered a hundred glasses of free beer to Belgium. How many Belgians are in the Ukraine? Strange. Oh, that was a bit of a weird point. Right? Is there a big a Belgian population no, what I, do you think, I think really realistically the Ukrainians just really hate the Russians <laughs> <laughs> can you do a Belgian accent well that, it's like a bit of a mix of German and French isn't it yeah. Flemish go on well, I wouldn't you know where to start Dino are you good at accents 
French a uh, French German accent. Vavavum <laughs> Fuck's sake. That's a bit of Spanish and French. What, <laughs> what I love was that your body stiffened up to do yeah. that. Under pressure. Uh, can you do it? You've sort of set yourself up to fail. No, 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 no. No, can't do it. I, I don't even know how to start. No, I'm not going to try. So that's the that, that's. I was going to give it a go then, but I bottled it. Come on, no, let's hear it. Do it. I can't think of I've ever heard like a Belgian oh, player speak. Fresh out of it early. Yeah, you're right here in the woods. <laughs> Premature, it's in my head now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you have given it a big one and you can't even do the accent yourself, you muppet. It was a Belgian. It's too French. Edine Azard. Still too French. It's very French, isn't it? Yeah, it's too it's French. David Jamal, is it? <laughs> yeah. Live on the pod. Oh, on a L'Oreal advert. Fantastic. All right. Before we get to the break, let's squeeze in Austria and North Macedonia. Dean, North Macedonia is one of your dark horses, I believe you said. <laughs> yeah, you gave him the big licks last week, Dean. I just said, uh, I just fancy Panda to get a couple of goals during a tournament. That's all I was saying. And uh, he got one. He got one. He's sharp around the box. But, um, nah, was it? It was probably one of the poorer games out of all the games I watched, but um, mm. Austria, it was actually coming to the last 20 minutes, Austria looked like it was going to be a one-all draw, but they brought on, remember we couldn't pronounce his game, his name last time, he used to play for West Ham. Arnautovic. Arnautovic, and did you see a celebration? He was yeah. kicking off with the fans, he wasn't he? lost the plot. Did lost you know what he said, though? Apparently there was some racist element in there, but he's mm. come out now and it's It was like, something like Mother Albania, something to do with Serbia. Yeah, there's it a wasn't lot of conflict pretty. around that part. Yeah, he was screaming lot, it. There's a lot of uh, conflict around that side of yeah. Europe. That none of us have a clue about, so we're better well, off. Let's yeah, like, <laughs> stay out of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. That's <laughs> a bit messy. But uh, this was a big game. It was a huge for, game. Man. For everyone that hates coastlines. <laughs> Dean, do you hate coastlines? Uh, if anything, I, I, I miss the coastline. You were born on an island, so you this, have to this look place the is missing the coastline. Yeah. Austria and North Macedonia, the only two teams in the tournament that don't have a coastline. That's a fun fact. Yeah, about that, eh? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Victo, Victo facto. Absolutely landlocked, those lot. Have, have you got any more good Euro facts? Another one of these next week. You should bring one random European one fact week. every week. Oh, I like that one. I'm, see, I'm trying to live up. De- yeah. Dean's raised the level of this show. It's because he's an expert. Competition. It's because he's a European expert. <laughs> <laughs> you can only look at focus today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to correct one of your stats from earlier as well, Dean, when you said Pandev is the oldest goal scorer for North Macedonia. I didn't say he's the oldest. He's, he's actually the youngest goal scorer for North Macedonia in a European Championship. Because he's the only one. Well, that's, that's, that's an asterisk point. Yeah. We have to up the game for next week. This fellow's on fire today. Yes, he's on it. He's brought his ass. You know, I thought it was remarkable for Austria. It was uh, Alaba. Yeah, played really yeah, well. Led, led by example, didn't he? And Great. Fairness, they, um, played really well. Austria, they held their kill and uh, they ended up getting the win in the end zone. Because it's a tricky game. Once North Macedonia only get an equaliser, a bit of a fumbled goal, and it's like that can rock your confidence yeah. a little bit. But Austria bounced back. So. Oh, what about. There's been a couple of nice goals in this tournament, but the goal that Austria scored, oh. the fourth one, had a bit of a Gus Poyet slash the canny all about it, didn't it? Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Have <laughs> you just got Gustavo Poyet? Oh, <laughs> he caught it nice, it was just oh, outrageous. I think that was the best technique of the tournament. Uh, there's been a couple of nice calls, but that one was just Czech unreal. today was yeah. very nice. All right, so let's hit a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the England game, we're going to be talking about the Scotland game, and everything else that's been going on. I'll just rip. Go I'm going to get slagged off here. You're going to get slagged off. Yeah, they're not the only two landlocked countries in the tournament. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Don't bring it up. Slovakia, Hungary. Yeah. Fuck. You don't know anything, do you? Yeah, nothing. You're making shit up. <laughs> Turn your phones off, that's part of it, okay? Second half. A healthy obsession. Euro 2020 edition. After that, are we having some holidays? Never. never no no never. time off. Time off is for losers. For losers. All right, well, you want to start the second half by talking about something, so go yeah. on, kick us off. I'll tell you what, so we went to the UFC, which I believe stands for Ultimate Fighting Championship, is that correct? Does it? Is that what it means? I actually don't know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it right. does. Yeah. So, I was in Phoenix on Saturday. It was class. I know nothing about it, but some proper good scraps. Yeah, some, a good time. Some geezer broke his arm. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah that was. Yeah, I do remember. And it. you know, I couldn't believe that, like, even when he came out of the ring, there was like no one medical. Like, I was just watching him limp, like wobble around with his arm. No one was like. To, like dealing with him he's an absolute gladiator though. he stood there yeah. and, and like stood up for the I thought it was for funny. the final shout I, I, I can't believe they like had the him decision. stand when the referee does the decision it's like <laughs> it's got a broken arm like wobbling around he's almost hanging off but it, it triggered me uh, I was sitting there and, and it was a it was a sellout stadium it was a full crowd and um, 
what I found really cool was being around fans again. Like the noise of a crowd was class. I don't know if you guys just for me it was like I had a couple of minutes so I was just listening to the crowd. It was class. And it got me thinking a little bit about football. And you know, what what are some of your favourite like crowd noises? So like you go when you're at the football, like what's a what's a crowd sound that like resonates with you? I was talking to Alex Connolly, who's a listener of the show. Um, and he was telling me like his favourite crowd noises, you know when someone goes through one on one, you know when everyone stands up. And you can hear all the seats, you know, like the seats oh, flip yeah, back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can hear that. Like that's his favourite crowd noise, which I thought was class. Like for me, I love when uh, I got two crowd noises. I love one of them is when someone has a shot from like thirty yards, or and you, you hear that everyone like go and it hits the post and comes back out. I'm like, ah, oh, I love that sound. It's absolutely brilliant. Like you could just play that. And I fucking love it. But like, what, what's your favourite kind of crowd oh, sound? I'll give you one. My favourite one is when someone like. Miss kicks our slice and everyone goes yeah that's definitely yeah. I do like that that's a good one I, I quite like the the moment a silence of like someone running up to take a penalty and the whole Ooh. crowd the whole stadium is silent and because there's a bit of a delayed reaction on the ball hitting the net and it's just like oh like that's right. just like I, I like that because it goes from zero to 100 in a split second I, I, really do, I, do, I do like that one where the seats hit up seats. That was yeah. a great show. that's cod is that yeah yeah I, uh, that is class what one of my other ones as well i love when you when you walk into a stadium and the first time you can kind of faintly hear like a little bit of a song going on you're like oh i can hear this it's like you start getting the atmosphere around the stadium it's absolutely class or like when the first time you hear someone give like a big big shout and like you're walking around you can hear people giving it one you're like a mile away from the stadium I, I absolutely love that I think it's okay, brilliant right, I can start to see the light now it's kind of it's kind of come to that the next couple of weeks get there aren't we full stadiums everywhere we're, we're that way here I think back home they've gone into a, an extra month lockdown yeah they? England just locked down for another month but but they're allowing Wimbledon to uh, have a full stadium at the end so they said today that you can have a wedding but you can't dance indoors at it <laughs> Yeah, I think we can talk, talk about COVID all day long. Yeah, fuck that. Can you yeah. imagine that disaster? It was like a wedding, but nobody's allowed to dance. But also imagine it if, like, for example, England go deep in this tournament. Mm. There's no way you're keeping everyone away from like the boozing and the crowds. It's impossible. The streets will be full. Set themselves up for failure. Yeah, fuck it. So on that note, uh, England won Croatia nil. Dean, what did you make of it? Yeah, I thought it was a very controlled performance by England against a, a usually decent Croatia side. And since that, people said, oh, they're finished, they're not that good. But before the game, they weren't talking like that. You know what I mean? Mm. World Cup finalists, I mean, it's only two, year, two, three years ago. I mean, you don't drop off that great. It's a lot of the same squad as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think they peaked three years ago. Yeah. I think in 18, that was the, the best. Sort of like what we were talking about with Belgium. That was their, their peak of their squad. Mm. Um, and I think they're on a little bit of decline now. And there'll probably probably be a few years where they'll drop well, off now. The, the difference in the conversation we'd be having now, Croatia will 1-0. You hello. wouldn't be mentioning anything about oh, the decline. Oh, hello. Who he is? Here he is. <laughs> the same, the same. If Croatia beat England, they'd be the best team in the world. No yeah, doubt no, about it. It's easy to say they're not great anymore when, when, they, when they get beaten 1-0. The performance, I thought, from them was what was disappointing. I don't, I don't think they ever looked threatening. They never really... Do you not, do you not think England? I think England controlled the game well. I just think Gareth Southgate made a few ballsy calls and they all, they all worked for him. What, what did you make of that, just from a sort of managerial and without going into the tactics too much, but it was big questions when I saw that. Just, I looked at that team sheet and I thought, Kieran Trippier at left-back when you've got two left-backs on the bench. I mean, you look like a genius if it comes off, right? But what did you boys make of that when you well, saw that? Were you shocked? I think, uh, well, I was shocked at first when you think about it. He had a Tyrone Means playing on the left side of the centre-half position and he doesn't have any tournament experience. So to have Trippier in beside him kind of makes a bit more sense now looking back at it. Hmm. Tom? I really hate having a right-footed left-back. I hate <laughs> inverted full-backs. It doesn't make sense but to he, me. He didn't even go over the halfway line during the game. If you watch yeah, it, he but, just kind of tucked more in beside Nings. But, but I think that'll be a problem later on in the tournament. Yeah, if, I don't, he, if he keeps going that way. And the problem is you want consistency along your back four. Because yeah, I think Selgate's going to make a lot of changes for the next game. I think he's going to use the whole squad. I think it's risky for me. Do, do you like to see, once you've won your game, you keep the same squad for nearly the entire tournament? I'm a big fan of consistency. Mm-hmm. Because I think you gel. These are players that don't play together week in, week out. So when you're chopping and changing and chopping and changing, <laughs> I think as a tournament goes on, you want to know that these two these two have found form. It's not about finding the best two the best two players or the best three or the best four players in one place. It's about finding what works in that moment. And if they're getting the job done, you stick with it. You well, glue it. It's like we they expect the Croatia to have more of the ball. It's like mm-hmm. when they play on Friday in Scotland. Scotland are going to sit back. So it looks a Grealish suit that game. Maybe you have to unlock the defence. So if you do, you think Scotland will sit back? Yeah, I think they'll t- t- no matter what, psychologically they're going to want to sit back because they're playing against a better side on paper. 
If, if I'm Scotland, I might go out England, ask a few questions early. I think the first 15 minutes is going to be like a blow for blow. Hell of a letter. I, I think, I think, Carnage. So. I, I think Scotland will have to, because I agree with you. I think they'd sit back um, as the game progresses, depending on obviously how the game unfolds in the first 15, 20, but I think first 15, it's going to be like an FA Cup, just if like blow for blow. William Wallace style. Yeah. <laughs> great for Because yeah. if you're Scotland and you go and you sit and defend, you're almost sitting there waiting to die. You're like, I'm going to sit here and well, you, you allow yeah. England to get comfortable and re- feel good about themselves on the ball. I don't think that's what you want. Scott. I think you want a, a nervous England in front of a a crowd at, yeah, at Wembley, Wembley yeah. fans getting on their back it's a little it's not working out also you know? expectation right yeah. England are going to expect them to win the game and yeah. it, it's it's an underdog's uh, sort of fairy tale really where you are written off and you scrape wins you well, off, well at least if Scotland have a point yeah, if, they, if Scotland do get a draw of it they have a chance going into the final game so True. maybe they'd be happy with that so you think there'll be wholesale changes you think he'll, he'll switch a line up pretty significantly oh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see four or five changes wow. interesting so they're talking uh, man of the match the big talking point of the game was Calvin Phillips who was the Yorkshire Perlow described as the Yorkshire uh, I love the way the English just blow a player <laughs> up after one good pass and a few, a few uh, decisive blocks <laughs> he's, he's ruined already the Yorkshire Perlow he just, he just retire now <laughs> Per- Perlo needs to come out and make a comment on that. Definitely, I'd love it. I'd love it if Perlo was just sort of like, nah, not having it. So, I'm more seriously, he was he was very good though. He was excellent. I thought he was just, uh, almost a bit of a, like a throwback box to box midfielder. He was yeah. doing a bit of everything, wasn't he? Flying into tackles in the 85th minute. I mean, covering ground. Oh, yeah. that, that's that's the Bielsa mentality at Leeds, where he just they just work the whole time. Mm. Um, and it, it shone, didn't it? Were you surprised to see Sterling in the squad, Dean? Um, not really because Gareth Southgate trusts him he scored, he scored like 12 goals in the last 16 games for England I know he hasn't been on the City side but he's done well every time he's played for England so why not stick for him mm. 100% yeah agreed eh? well, and he scored so it's justified I guess you'll look like a knobhead if he has a terrible game Jonathan's pretty killed he's only from like a mile away from Wembley That's right. he has a tattoo on his leg yeah. of him wearing number 10 looking at Wembley and oh, then wow. he goes and scores with number 10 on his back was he? That's outrageous that's class can't make it up that's like a movie so uh, <laughs> I've, I've got a tattoo of me scoring somewhere <laughs> <laughs> outside the York City's ground <laughs> Pecos Park so so you think overall uh, good start for England obviously to win but do you think uh, they've, they've got the minerals and the whereabouts to go deeper in the tournament winning is winning and, and for me tournament football pick up your points and move on and it was a hot day as well I had a draw run all over it was just a yeah. boiling hot day first game of the tournament you just want to win your games it doesn't really, no, it doesn't matter as long as you keep moving forward the performances need to come in the big games down the road so and if you can if you can lose and be average I'm sorry win and be average you take it and it looks like Maguire and Henderson are both getting back into like fitness and contention for these mm-hmm. next few games yeah yeah so it's all positive and for the England camera that means they're destined for failure yeah we'll lose 2-1 at Scotland so not so positive speaking of Scotland is a 2-0 defeat today that was this morning against the Czech Republic Dean's favourite to win the group who are on track to win the, they are top of the group as of recording Dean talk us through this one they're well known aren't they the Czechs for being a decent side in tournaments uh, Doss bet me $50 that they wouldn't even score a goal <laughs> so I'll be expecting that uh, I take Czechs crypto any sort of yeah, Doge, Dogecoin. <laughs> but uh, no, um, the young lad up front, I thought was very sharp. Ch- uh, sh- the boy that scored the uh, two goals. Patrick Sh- Schick. Schick yeah. maybe. Yeah, how, many pa- how many Patricks are in Czech Republic? Like, it's a popular name. There's like five million males in Czech Republic. How many are called Patrick or Pavel? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, his, his second goal was outrageous. So what did you make of the keeper's position in for the second goal? Because uh, Tom, he was, he was in no man's land. You've, you've put it here, he's near the centre circle. What did you make of that? I love the irony of this because it was all David Marshall was their hero, wasn't he? Mm. When they when they qualified. Is he, is he, how many did he save in a penalty shootout? A lot. He saved yeah. a few, didn't he? Yeah, it was a lot of penalties. It was all David well, Marshall. I think, you, I think you have to give Stryker credit for his technique for that. That's outrageous. Yeah, because he's curled it as well. Curled it as well. It's not even just a blast. If you actually watch it again, Marshall is actually scrambling way before he even (laughs) takes a hit. So I don't know where he was standing. He must have been in the semi circle. On the edge of the centre circle. What's he doing there? He's, he's close to the edge of the centre circle. Trying to drive the attack. I've, I've seen that kind of goalkeeping on a Phoenix Celtic pitch a few times. But I'll tell you this, that is <laughs> out, that is outrageous where he's standing here. Is that like mod, modern goalkeeping? They're asking the keeper to play as a sweeper, though, aren't they? Like higher up the pitch. Whereas previously you're you're on the edge of the 18, but here he's like he's near the centre circle. There's been some question marks over the lad that took the shot because it was a rebound off a shot, wasn't it? 
and he, he was shooting from about 45 yards which he, really has no business shooting from the idea here is the keeper's that high to keep possession yeah he should have got a hat-trick that lad he actually had an easier way easier chance to get his, to get toward goal for himself but oh I you're talking about a Czech lad I thought you were talking about a Scottish lad I was like, oh, oh, I was arguing with a couple of Scottish <laughs> lads online today and they were saying they, they were the better side I don't know where they were getting that from because that Czech Republic were kind of, played the game well soaked up the pressure Scotland had a couple of chances but you'd expect that do you like an online argument? I think I'm half checked, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> what What was your platform for your arguing? Um, I'd have started off with this. Some lad was going on about the players playing up in Scotland. They uh-huh. could easily play in the Premier League. Is this on? Is this on Facebook? No, it was on. It was on a Czech fan forum. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the dark web. Scottish fans can be pretty deluded up there, yeah. and they think some of these players can match the teams in the Premier League. If any, if any of our listeners would like to get into an online argument with you, where could they find oh, no, you? No, I'm going to expect a flurry of abuse now, aren't I? <laughs> I've never really got into an online argument before. YouTube, YouTube. Thanks, yeah. Oh, a little, comment section. I like that. A little cheeky YouTube comment. <laughs> uh, well, and, and the, the guy's first, uh, the first goal was brilliant as well. Like a proper striker's oh, header. The, yeah. the Czech striker it was amazing. See, that's the thing. Teams like the Czech Republic, we don't know anything about them, so I'm writing them off before we even see them. You knew a lot about them last week, Dean. I know, but I'm, I'm checking it up. There's a lot of people out there just out. assuming that they're not great. You made check, up check a lot of those statistics as well. Because he said, well, they've not lost in two years or something like that. And 26 like, games. Yeah, that wasn't true. We got That's what we got called out on. More well, fact checks. We got, yeah, we got fact checks big time there. Yeah, it was actually, somebody actually sent me the results. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so where does Scotland go from here? I mean, they've got a, a game against England, which will be obviously derby game. It's going to be a bit of blood and thunder, but do they have enough in the tank? Or is do you think it was just a bit of overhyped, like, welcome back to the big leagues? Going to be struggle for them. Yeah, no, it's a big, big game on Friday. I think this is the one that everyone's going to be chilling in for. Yeah, Tom Scott's dead in the water, or do you think they've got a shot still? A tough one, because I actually think they've got a decent team on paper. Oh, yeah. Um, could the occasion have got to them a little bit? I think so today. Um, I thought Shea Adams should have been on the team. He looks on form. Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore, yeah. But, There's a couple of odd ones there that I, I don't understand why they didn't start, but it's easy to say that, I guess. Sometimes, something like, like losing today... Could play in the Scotland's favour because now it's almost like people are writing them off. Well, and, and they've got to take the risk now. Now they're forced to maybe play a Billy Gilmore more. Mm. They're forced to, to make those, what to say, more risky decisions, which could pay off because all of a sudden now, all right, we've lost lads. What have we got to lose? If we if we'd have won, we lost to England. We'd be in the same boat. Let's go in and let's fucking throw the sink and see what happens. So they might be going in with a lot of pressure off them now. And, and that could be a dangerous situation for England, in my opinion. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game. I think it's a better game now than it was going to be. Because England also coming off a 1-0 win and now a little bit comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Scotland have lost, we've won. Yeah. Bit of overconfidence. Yeah, it could be the perfect storm here. Yeah. Not like England, is it? No. <laughs> it's absolutely I'm, joke. I'm sure uh, England would love to get the, obviously, you want to get the three points, just wrap it up early, and then you can give the squad members a bit of a game for the third game. Mm. Yeah. And we could also mug off Scotland in the last game by just losing to the Czech Republic. Oh, so many options out there for them, isn't there? Right. <laughs> All right. So the last couple of results um, that have happened so far on Monday, we're recording. So this morning, Poland they got beat by Slovakia. That's, Dean, did you watch this one? Did you get this one live? Yes, I actually did watch Poland and Slovakia. Did you actually work today, or were you just watching football? Yeah, uh, I had a day booked off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I only saw the second half of this. Um, what did you make of it? Poland disappointing? Or? Very disappointed with Poland, but they, had, they came out in the second half and they were way on top. And then uh, Lads, number 10, got sent off from second bookable defence, which was soft. But uh, once that happened, then things have changed. Lewandowski's half the man that he does be for Bayern Munich. No service up to him, in fairness, but expect him to be, get himself around a bit more. You know what's strange? So I was watching. I feel like, and this might listen. There's no stats to back this up before everyone starts slagging me off. <laughs> well, like, there's never any stats to back any of this up. <laughs> it's all bollocks. I, I genuinely feel like you don't often see a lot of players sent off for two yellows these days. It's normally just like a straight red. What did you make of that second yellow? A bit soft, wasn't it? Like, it was if you get give someone a second yellow, his first yellow was foolish as well. He didn't need to make that challenge. Like, yeah, because there was one, um, and Poland had four back at that point, didn't they? No yeah. need for it, was there? No, absolutely not. Especially when you back in the game, 1-1. One, one. The second one was soft. Yeah. It was very, very soft. Probably the only shock of the tournament so far, would it be? I'd shock. say so. I'd you'd say so. Oh, you want to talk shocks? I, I think Slovakia beating Poland's a shock. 
Well, it was. They were like seven to one Slovakia before the game. I, I would. I mean, I would never back Slovakia. I backed Poland. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that Spain drew with Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, but Spain. Yeah, but it's not a shock. It's a draw. You know what I mean? You can't be shocked. A, sh- a shock would have been a Sweden win. <laughs> Sweden had the better chance in yeah. the end. Berg. Sa- save of the tournament, I must say, goes to the Swedish goalkeeper. Henningberg's son. Henningberg's son. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, he's Norwegian, isn't he, Henningberg? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, didn't you? Henrik Larsson's son was playing as well. Yeah, said Larsson. <laughs> 38. Henrik Larsson's twin yeah I, I don't think Sweden were terrible they did the job Spain had a ton of chances but do you, do you think you you were really impressed with them pre-podcast uh, you were talking about Spain yeah well they're, t- they're passing the usual what you expect that was playing was outrageous but I have to say I was very impressed with uh, the young lad up front off Sweden mm, uh, yeah. he, play, he plays for Real Sociedad yeah so he was Real young exact, is it? yeah he, he was young player of the year in Spain which is uh, quite the accolade isn't it for anybody 17 goals in Spain but uh, I, I thought he was very good today I was surprised they took him off so early and then I think it was Berg that, that missed that he uh, was his name Berg that put it over the bar Berg put it over yeah, the bar yeah on the line I mean you've got buried out in Spain so uh, Alexander Isaac Isaac is, yeah, yeah. He, he was very impressive now I'll be keeping an eye on him going forward yeah he was He was very good I think he's quite young as well I think he's only 18 no he's uh, 21 oh is he yeah okay no. alright because there's another boy to play in for Spain, I think, was Pedri. Oh, Pedri's only 18. He was good. Yeah. The youngest player to play for Spain in the European Championships. So, so we'll talk about the Holland result in a minute, but is this the new sort of... Um, is it just in vogue at the moment to not really be playing with a proper striker? Because Spain... I know Morata's a striker, but like... It's not out He's not an out It's what I mean. It. Holland are playing without a striker. I mean, a, a team's just playing now without a, an out-and-out striker anymore. What a load of shite. If Spain think that was a good decision to play without... I think it's because Spain haven't got a talisman. I don't think that, Nobody knows who their striker is. Diego Costa all the time. Get him on the pitch. You know what I mean? I, I don't think Spain have it. I don't think there's a team in the world that plays without a striker just because they fancy playing without a striker. Like there's, that's, there's no David Villa. There's no... Yeah. Yeah, even Costa. So, so Fernando Torres is out of the picture now. Torres, yeah. They've always had that goal scorer. A striker. The person who put the ball in the back of the net. And mm. I don't think they've got that man at the moment. I, I, think, think, it's, I think that's a dying trade in Eric's. Out-and-out strikers. Strikers? Dying trade? No, I don't mean like out and out just goals because now they want players that they want to be offering more than just goals. And if you if you don't offer like say Harry Kane, he offers more than goals. So if he doesn't score, he still does something else. It's Gary Lineker only offers goals, but he didn't score. He done nothing else. It's funny you bring it up because there's a lot of things these days where you're looking for the all round player now. Can they do it all? Yeah, and, and you know, when, footballers are gone. Yeah, when it comes to scoring goals, you know what? I don't give a shit if he doesn't if he doesn't touch the ball for half an hour, but he can touch the first time he touches it in the back of the net. That's a, that's a striker I want on a pitch for me, rather than a guy that okay drops deep, he gets possession, he connects passes, he's tracking back. Okay, great, but every time he gets a chance, he doesn't score. I know which one I'm taking. So yeah, you know, know. after game one, then do you see Spain going deep, or do you think uh, they, the lack of strikers going to haunt them in the later rounds? From watching them today, they're definitely going to they're going to cause team problems because they're passing them outrageous. But but the blueprints there now. You you, you sit in your part of the bus. Yeah. They can't put, they're not swinging balls in the box no, because no. There's, there's no one there to score they, they actually did in the last 10 minutes and they were probably more they had more of a chance of scoring they had two very good chances in the last yeah. 10 minutes jo- Jordi Alba put Jordi a couple Alba. of great you crosses see that he still has it doesn't he oh, he was superb and, but there's no one on the other end of the crosses no. they were landing it was like scrapping at the ball instead of someone like Iniesta or Xavi yeah. of previous coming they onto were, it you know? they were good at the back though Sweden I thought Lindelof had a very good game mm-hmm. so the last one uh, of today anyway there's still a round of games tomorrow so the quote unquote group of death is tomorrow with Portugal and Hungary and France and Germany showing down but uh, Holland and Ukraine I think was probably one of my favourite games of the first yeah, round it, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was really entertaining wasn't it so what do you reckon to the Dutch then? Well nil all half time wasn't it? Yeah. Five goals in the second half yeah. I actually I, I just, something about the orange that the Dutch wear I think the tournament needs it doesn't it? Hmm. Well and, and that's the first time they've been in a major tournament since 14 I think yeah, they missed the yeah, last two yeah, tournaments they, yeah which is the semi-final of the uh, 14 as well so and the final of 2010 I mean yeah, yeah. They, they, like you were spoke about earlier on it was a rebuild starting there I um, thought De Jong was outrageous for them and I thought Memphis the play was very good mm. but, uh, I, I thought they were great until they were 2-0 up and then the ball started being a twat uh, he, subbed, changes. he subbed off Daily Blind and brought on Nathan Ake and there's a little bit of arrogance there a little bit of like uh, complacency they, they, they were so in control uh, I think he felt right we can cruise control a little bit here shut it down 
uh, the first goal they give up was an unbelievable strike. The, the left footed he cut inside uh, of Benton. Y- Yamalenko. Unbelievable goal. Yeah, that was a great finish. But the defending was piss poor. Um, their right wing back, I think I was trying to pronounce his name earlier on, Drumfrey. Is that his Denzel Dumfries. Dumfries. He, Denzel, he's, yeah. he, I think he's after impressing me the most so far in the tournament. You, but again, this goes back to our conversation we just had. How many chances did he have in the game? But he's a right wing back. How many chances do you want him to get? Well, he got put in the net when he gets it, don't he? He, 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 he should have scored a couple. He's got to win <laughs> He's got to win it, but fucking hell, should have been 10-2 by that point. I know, but here to you, but um, so the Dutch fans flew an aeroplane over the training ground, <laughs> telling the Borough formation to play. Telling to play 4-3-3. And obviously he went to play. <laughs> they, said, they said it's simple, 4-3-3, and he's still got against it. Yeah, and he went 3-5-2. <laughs> I, know, I know we sort of joked on this last week, we talked about Roberto Martinez uh, failing upwards. It's De Boer, it's just the same case, isn't it? How are these guys still getting these jobs? De Boer's done terribly everywhere he's been. He got launched out of Carousel Palace after about four games, didn't he? And Major League Soccer, he was terrible. Pants. For Atlanta United, and where else is he? Was it Ajax? Don't know where else he's been. He's not done well. I think he's done fairly well at Ajax, and then he got moved to Crystal Palace. He was was the assistant manager when they went to the World Cup final. That's what I meant. So he's... And the Dutch like to play that system of like uh, whoever's in the staff promote from within, right? But still, that's like what a blagger! What about uh, watching? He is a bit of a blagger, but moving on from him, we have to have a special shout out to Yarmolenko's goal to drag the Ukraine back into it. That was a great goal. Oh, yeah. would, would that be your goal of the tournament oh, so far? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I have to go. I have to go. There's been three, and I'd say. Czech Republic's goal today, mm-hmm. uh, Austrian oh, goal, and Yarmolenko has been the top three goals so far. What would be your pick out of those three? They're all very different, aren't they? Yeah, that, that was a sweet volley, wasn't it, from the Austrian guy? But I think you'd have to go with the Czech Republic one because of the distance, fifty-four yards, I think it was. Yeah, my, mine would be up there. I don't, maybe not top three, but that Slovakian second goal with a technique from a centre back brought the ball down. The ball's behind him on a half volley. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I thought that was unbelievable technique. It's been, overall, it's been a, a very good. Good start to the tournament, would, doesn't it? Would you say it was a thunder bastard? It, it was definitely a thunder bastard. You know how it was? Because he struck it and all the Polish players just stood and it flew past the keeper. So like, d- fucking hell. D- Dino, there's a rule on this podcast that thunder bastards beat everything. Yeah, you can't stop a thunder bastard. Can't stop it. Yeah. The, and the, technique, the technique to strike a thunder the, bastard. The, the four of them goals, though, are all totally different, aren't they? So yeah, it's, it's, it's your choice. There's going to be a better goal, that, no doubt. You reckon? At a more important stage, yeah, there always is. What about you on the road to a pub football recovery, anyway? Yeah, I seem to be getting more, pulling more injuries as the weeks go on. I don't know what's going on, lads. Hopefully, <laughs> make a full recovery, but it's not looking good. Oh, shit. We need it. Yeah, you've been missed. Yeah, we, we even rang Tom for a match on Saturday. We were desperate. He didn't play in goal, did he? So didn't even show up. Didn't even show up. So My service so is You've only lost one game this year. And who was in goal for that game? Yeah, Thomas. Because yeah. <laughs> he did five. Let's talk about him back four. Thomas, Thomas Sornacek. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, a little preview of tomorrow. Uh, quick predictions. So Portugal, Hungary. Are we all thinking Portugal smashed the Hungarians? Go on, expert. Um, I'm, I'm, he's looking I'm, at me. No, 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 what are you looking at me for? He's a Portugal fan. I'm going for Portugal. I'm, well, yeah. You do. Yeah, you pension, do my, my, my pension going forward is on, uh, <laughs> is on Portugal, but uh, I'm a bit worried over so many people picking it in the last one standing. It's just a model for an L draw, isn't it? <laughs> I know, that'd be amazing. So no, I go uh, have you for, got four now, Portugal. He's got Portugal. Are you Portugal? That's my standing. There's like thirty oh, people in Portugal. Hey, talking about our uh, conversation earlier, I'm definitely hanging a hungry flag outside my house oh, tonight. Definitely. Yeah, and then France and Germany. <laughs> that is a and belter of a game to finish the first round of games off. What do we reckon? The French French doing the Germans? Nil nil shit draw. Can, 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 you, can you write the Germans off? Never. But France have just so many good players, don't they? But there's a bit of a rift in the camp with uh, Mbappe and Giroud. Well, I'll go on, tell me more. Uh, so Giroud came out in the media. He's five goals away from getting the record for France to be top scorer. And he came out in the media after and said, uh, some, pe- some people don't want to pass me the ball when they're on the pitch. So Mbappe Ooh. requested to be doing the next press conference and he came out and said, well, if he has something to say, why doesn't he say it in the dressing room instead of coming out to the media and saying it? So there's a little bit of a... Wasn't Giroud and uh, uh, Benzema beefing as well? Well, that was it. That was uh, two years ago when Benzema said that he's a F1 car and yeah, yeah. Giroud's a go-kart. <laughs> that's funny. That's you have to love the French attitude, don't you? Do you know what? I'd quite like, I, I hope that's banter behind the scenes as well. Like, I, I would, if we if us three are in an international squad... Uh, and I called I'd, you a I'd go-kart. Look, I'd love to come out and just be like, got it. We struggling. Also, I feel really good going to this tournament. Not, not sure. Not sure about the centre backs, but I'd love for a shout out for Bangor. 
You'd have a joke, wouldn't you? Which, which, who could say the most most outlandish thing in the media and get away with it? Like just dropping sort of like terrible hints about things. Which you know it's not true, but it's just funny. Yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone's inside. Yeah, on just, it. Yeah. I, uh, in this group going forward, we you wouldn't be surprised. Portugal have to play in Hungary and they have to play in Germany and have to play in France. So they could be right up against it. Home crowds. Oh, I really hope they lose to Hungary. Sounds like a lot of excuses from Dean all of a sudden. I'm a bit uh-huh. nervous. You know what I mean? My future look like I, I saw the video of Portugal <laughs> training today. They don't look nervous. How much dodge going you got in this game? Oh, so you don't Enough. Want to know. You don't Enough. Want to know. You... Too much. Did you notice today in the press ground with Ronaldo moving the Coca Cola bottles yeah, out I saw that. and picked up his bottle of water? He's just he's against fizzy drinks now. Doesn't let his young lad have any kind of sweets and push the Coca Cola bottles out of the way. Yeah. yeah, no, he said it. No, he picked up a bottle of water. water. Yeah. Agua on the table. Soft. <laughs> yeah, but like, in fairness, Coca Cola, you'd never drink a bottle of Coca Cola before a match, would you? What's your favourite fizzy drink? Um, Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? I don't, I don't drink fizzy drinks. No, me neither. Yeah. Tonic. No, to be honest with you, I'd say a nice Sprite when you're hungover. Yeah. I don't really drink Coca Cola. Just thought yeah. it was funny to say. I'll, I'll, I'll do a tonic as long as it's drowning in gin. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Very nice. All right, Tommy, you got a final thought for us before we blast off? Yeah, Dean, if you're going to mix anything with a fizzy drink, what's your go to uh, booze? Uh, vodka. Oh, fun. But, uh, <laughs> I actually prefer, I prefer to just drink that through my eyeballs. <laughs> I, eyeball vodka shot. Through your tears after Portugal get beat tomorrow and you lose all your dodge. rise, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the end of today's show, a healthy obsession. We'll be back next. Tuesday. By the way, Dino's drinking a Red Bull, I've just noticed that. Yeah, he, like, he loves, Dino, a, he loves oh, an energy drink. Dino on the wing. <laughs> he loves an energy drink. It's got wings. Don't, Don't let him tell you otherwise. Yeah. Alright, so back next week. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of the Euros and get in touch with us. Tom, what's the email? Hello. It's a healthy obsession. Soccer. And uh, all happened. over the internet, a healthy obsession. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the music. Stop the music. Stop the music. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here you go, start so I don't know if you boys, you know, so Mitch plays for Phoenix Solo. And this weekend he played in a tournament in Atlanta called the Mariachi Cup, a where the, the prize pot was $75,000 for the winner. Mitch's team got beat in the semi-final. Guess whose team won this tournament? I found out today from a friend of the show, John Arnold. Um, was it um, Rally FC? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'll tell you who was playing up front for him, first of all. Oh, you I would like never, this. ever guess this. Are these all ex-pros and stuff? Ex-pros. And the winning team had, as their star striker, and who scored the winning goal, was Adriano. Adriano was a striker. Was playing for the. Sure. He's back living in the favelas. <laughs> no. I thought you were say like Jermaine Pennant. Or no, he, he was playing for Chivas, Alabama, and they won the Mariachi Cup, seventy-five thousand dollars. Adriano was the starting striker for them. Seems like a bit of no. an ox- seems like a bit of an oxymoron that oh, Chivas, man. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Chivas, Alabama. 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 I wonder how many goals he scored in the tournament. Oh yeah, I bet it was sensational. Forty-six. He's probably about fifty million stone by now as well. Oh, yeah. But he's still amazing. I'd like a rendition of that. What? Chivas, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> You've got to go away with Chivas, Las Vegas. <laughs> Chivas, Las Vegas. All right, so so anyway, that was the Mariachi Cup. So, uh, sorry, sorry if you lost, Mitch. Uh, oh, get all over a healthy obsession. Soccer has got a piece called Ringers covering the Mariachi Cup that John Arnold wrote for us about this exact type of shit. It blew up over the weekend, and the Nike piece, uh, the designer of Nike, it blew up this weekend. So go check that shit out on the website. Healthy obsession. Soccer. Thanks for listening. Dean, say goodbye. Adios, guys. See you next week. He speaks Spanish as well. Go on, you, you think about that. Yeah, did, yeah. See ya. See ya. Cheers. Thanks for listening, everyone. Later.